Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary. My name is Peter Klein. Happy Monday. Thank you for tuning in today. Remember, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like the video, leave a comment. If you are listening in podcast form, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you can. Uh, coming up on the show today, Great Cup happened. What a game that was. Plus, we will get into the NFL. Um, a reminder. If you want um, more on my takes, more of my takes on all of these things, I'm on Sportsnet 960 The Fan this week. I was there uh, earlier today, much, much earlier today. Um, and I will be there throughout the week as well. So uh, a lot of fun coming up with those guys. It's a blast chatting, uh, hanging out with those dudes. We had Cron on for an hour, which uh, could do that all day. Ch talked with Charles Davis for the first time. That was awesome. Um, so yes, that, that this was, uh, it was a blast to, to chat with all those guys. And I'm doing it all week long. So that is that. Um, coming up on the show today, um, like I said, NFL, CFL, going to be good. Coming up this week, we're going to get into a little bit more baseball offseason stuff. Um, not going to have as much on the Flames this week, or hockey in general. Quite frankly, talk about that a lot on 960, uh, the whole home of the Flames thing. So I'm going by that, and I also have a game over um, this week, Wednesday's game. Um, so I'm... I'm I'm going to be hockeyed out by the end. I will be perfectly frank with all of you. I'm, I'm going to be pretty much over the hockey thing. So I don't need to be talking about it on here. So it's going to be a lot of football and a lot of baseball with a little bit of fighting uh, sprinkled in as well. So uh, thank you all so much. And enough of me babbling. Follow me on social media for more of it. Uh, Primetime Klein on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. And you can email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. All right, enough of that. Let's talk football. We'll start with Grey Cup 110, as the Montreal Alouettes, as we all predicted, are Grey Cup champions. What a Grey Cup this was. Um, talked about it a bit on 960, but just wanted to give more of my thoughts um, here. That was... I, I will be perfectly frank, and I think you guys know where I come down on this. I didn't think Cody Fajardo had that. I, just, I, I genuinely did not think that what Cody Fajardo did on Sunday night in Hamilton was in the... Um, range of outcomes for, for him uh, in a championship atmosphere. I just didn't. Um, and he was great, right? Like, he, he, was, he was really, really good. Now, I will say, I didn't even think he could do it when it was second and 18. And that there has been a lot of praise heaped on, on Cody Fajardo, and rightfully so, and we will continue to heap. Um, but there's been a lot of praise for, for what he did on second 18, third and five, and then the touchdown after. I would like to point out how it got to second and 18. That, that was not a penalty. That was not a whatever. He was scared in that pocket. Um, like he got the happy feet and it was, what, 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 do we do? what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Sacked. Um, and then at second and 18, and then all of a sudden, fucking Joe Montana shows up. And those were three of the best plays under the circumstances that you will see a quarterback make in a championship game. Second and 18, he rolls right and runs for 50, or for 13 yards, setting up third and five. On third and five, if it's a better throw, it's a touchdown, I will grant you. However, um, blitz is coming. He reads single coverage on the outside and just, it, we, we've, we've all done it in Madden, not in, uh, with actual human beings coming at us, but we've all done it in Madden where you're just like, blitz, huh, hit the button, you know, <laughs> one-on-one. All right, we're just tapping it and we're, I hope it gets there. Uh, he tapped the button and it got there. Speaker made a great catch. And then to, to cap it all off, he finds UFC Dino, uh, Tyson Philpot for the touchdown and the Montreal Alouettes are great cup champions. Um, unbelievable. Uh, again, I, I kind of, I, I started this with, with some faint praise about what happened on first down 
Um, but full marks to, to Cody Fajardo. No notes on, on what he did on, on those final plays. That That is the type of stuff that champions are made of. And it, it sounds super cliche, but it, it's 100% accurate that those are the wins that are, those are the throws that you need to win championships. And that is what Cody Fajardo produced. And again, I didn't think he had it in him. Um, I will be the first to admit that. Maybe not the first, because a lot of people have admitted that this day. But I, I just, I did not see that from from Cody Fajardo. I, I genuinely didn't. And I, I honestly, this is the type of performance that changes careers. Um, I, I don't want to be hyperbolic about it, but the guy just won the goddamn Grey Cup. Basically, not single-handedly, because, you know, whole team and all of that. And the defense played really well. We'll get to that in a second. But um, those types of throws, it, it just, like, it, it, again, not to be dramatic, changes a man. Uh, right? Like that, that's that, like what, it, what, what can't he be confident in now? Right. In his ability to run. Well, almost ran for eight, uh, 18 yard first down in the gray cup. Um, his confidence, um, throwing under pressure blitz was coming and he got a pass off on third and five again with his season on the line. Um, pressure is coming again. Uh, we just put through a touchdown pass to win the gray cup, right? Like th- th- this, you have to think that this elevates him just confidence wise in his own mind, being able to, to do that sort of a thing. It is a remarkable performance. And I, I think we're, I'm going to need to see it again next year for me to be like, okay, well, this is one of the top quarterbacks in the league now, but this is the type of performance that puts you in that world, right? Puts you at that table of sitting with the, the best quarterbacks in the Canadian football league, which again, the bar was not set overly high this year, but this was a strong outing for Cody Fajardo and one where I think it elevates him moving forward. You could see this being kind of that fork in the road moment. I said this on 960 today, that, that fork in the road moment that turns him into like the, one of the, the top quarterbacks in this league. Um, wow, what a, what a, what a performance. Um, and I just want to give a thought on uh, a Philpot. We're going to have him on 960 this week. It's so cool to see that, right? Like a UFC dino, he gets drafted with his brother. Um, and... He had several big plays. Obviously, the touchdown would be key among them, but he has a, a great return, putting him around the 35-yard line to put him in position to take the lead um, earlier on in that fourth quarter. So he was excellent. A lot of players on on Montreal stepped up. Th- this was the Austin Mack game for a long time. Um, Speaker makes a, a really good catch down the, le- down, uh, down the left sideline there on third and five to keep that game going for Montreal. Um, a lot of players really, really stepped up. On the Winnipeg side, it's has to be a disappointing loss today. Up 17-7, you get the goal line stop on third down um, to, to close out the first half. And that felt like, at that moment, it was like, okay, it's been cute. It's been fun, Montreal. Thanks for playing. Uh, but we're done here. It's over. And it wasn't. They came out first drive of the third quarter and just kicked the shit out of the Bombers. Uh, Stanback ran it down their throat. And from that point, it was like, oh, we, we got us a football game here. And for, for Winnipeg, they had several opportunities to really put this away, right? Like get a stop on that drive and you probably can ice it. But then every time, like they're just, oh, that pass was just a little off. Oh, that was just a little, oh, that wasn't quite there. Um, but still with three minutes to go, their defense comes up with a stop and Montreal punts it back. And at that point I was like, man, like I get it's the CFL. And there, there are times where you can only take like 40 seconds off the clock. But fuck, man, I don't know if I would have punted that because there's a real good chance you don't get the ball back. And then Montreal's defense stepped up with a 
huge run stop on first down um, to make it second and eight, putting Caleros in a situation where he had to make a play. And so many times this season, he has made that play. But as is being pointed out now, so many times in November, he hasn't made that play. And that has been the the real disappointment for, for Winnipeg, because this is now back-to-back Grey Cup disappointments in games they shouldn't have lost. This one they really shouldn't have lost. All credit in the world to Montreal. Winnipeg's a better football team. And they just got beat, right? Like, they, they, they probably got the benefit of a couple of calls, um, as was being very aggressively pointed out online. But they just got beat. And, like, Zach Caleros now, and like I was saying, in that spot, to seal this game away, panics and gets sacked, and now Montreal has a chance to win the game. At least tie the game. And they do. Um, that is that is a real difficult one to take for for, for Zach Caleros, because it's it's right there for him. That's the situation you want. Maybe, I think a lot of people would kind of want the, like, would tell you they want the Fajardo um, situation. It's like, yeah, give me give me the ball with the chance to win it, baby. Um, Caleros basically had that too. Like, yeah, give me a ball while we're already winning, and a chance to win it, and let me continue to win. Um, and they didn't do it, and they couldn't do it, and now they are Grey Cup runner-up for the second year in a row, which puts them in a really, really weird place in history. I uh, was talking about this with, with the guys over at 960 today, and um, boy, it, like no team has ever won back-to-back Grey Cups and then lost back-to-back Grey Cups. And I, I had been calling this, like, the, the chance of the first dynasty since Montreal. Montreal didn't really have that dynasty, right? Like, the in the way that the Patriots, I guess, had a dynasty. But even then, they kind of had two dynasties in one, as we've talked about before with Tom Brady's career. Like, they, they broke it up really weird. Um, Montreal kind of did that, but they never had, like, that real run. So this was a chance to be, like, one of the first dynasties since, like, the Edmonton teams with Warren Moon, really. And couldn't um that this like this was a chance to really solidify yourself in history and now they are like calgary before them and montreal before them where they are a a really good football team that did a lot of winning but not quite enough to be historically remembered definitely enough to like feel satisfied about things that this isn't a disappointing run for winnipeg but very few teams have a chance at history like this and now It'll be a real interesting conversation if they get back to it next year in BC and come away with a, a Grey Cup win. Then it's three and five years, and it's like, ah, that's pretty dynastic. You know, five Grey Cups in a row, that's pretty fucking good. Four is really good. Like, I don't want to undersell it. And they are a, a complete team, but it's aging out, right? Like, Caleros has been incredibly healthy the last few years. That has not always been the case. Um, the the receivers, uh, a couple of them, like, Sean might want the NFL. Lawler isn't going to be able to do this forever. On the defensive side of the ball, Lord knows Jeff Coat and Jefferson have to slow down at some point. Big Hill, you're already starting to see that a little bit with the injuries. Um, th- this was th- this was a real, real good chance to, to solidify this group historically. And they just couldn't do it. Which, again, four Grey Cups in a row. Nothing to scoff at, but only winning two is tough to, to come out of that. Overall, a great weekend, I thought, for the CFL. Like, by the time the Great Cup rolled around, I was genuinely excited to, to watch this game. We need more of it. This, knee, this league has a need to grow now, for sure. But they have some momentum. They have to build on this. Like, this, there were there's some great attendance stories. TV ratings were up this year. Like, there are things to build on for the CFL, but fucking build on it. Because it's getting really frustrating 
having to go to McMahon Stadium with 15,000 of my best friends to watch a game in a dull atmosphere and watching what's happening in Saskatchewan and Edmonton. Um, Ottawa's doing fine. It's weird. The East seems like they're doing all right right now. It's the, the kind of the cornerstones out here out West that are having some problems. But like that, there's obvious ways where they can grow. Um, there's obvious places for improvement. But overall, I think a, a pretty good year for the CFL. One quick thing. It didn't come back to bite them because they won the fucking thing. But can we stop with the backup quarterback QB sneak thing all the time? Um, like, Prokop in, in Winnipeg. Mobile quarterback, kind of his bag. That works. Caleb Evans, uh-uh. You're just bringing him in because every other team brings in the backup quarterback. You have William Stanback, who ran all over their asses in this game. Big dude. Let him be big dude. Hand them all off. Like, I get that the other team gives you a yard in the Canadian Football League, so the thought is, why waste any time? Just let the big boys power forward and just get that fucking yard. But you trust that guy back there to get you, like, five. So why are we not giving him the ball more? I don't understand this. With, like I said, Team Prokop, you can understand it. Um... But Vernon Adams is backing up Rorick. Understand it. Mobile quarterback, right? There's a couple other teams where it's like, okay, yeah, fine. And you get other people out on the field, I guess. So that's fun. But I, un unless you are sometimes going to throw it or mix like some kind of thing, if it's just in there to dive, I don't know why you're bringing guys in cold to take this. And B, I don't know why you're not giving it to the running back ever. Like, do the same pushing thing. You just have to do it for like a second or two more and then he can go wee over the top and you're in. Like this whole having to do a quarterback sneak just because they give you a yard, clearly it didn't work. Um, for Winnipeg, it works because they have a, a mobile quarterback who's comfortable in that. But when you don't, just give it to your running back. That's literally his job. So anyway, moving into the NFL. Um, I thought this was a real bit of a grind this week. Some good games, but the NFL is in a bit of a rough spot with the quality of some of these games. It has not been an overly inspiring journey in the uh, National Football League this season. Um, let's start with the primetime game. The Denver Broncos with a win over Minnesota. I don't know how they keep doing this. I I don't know if there has been one game where it's like, oh, fuck, here come the Broncos. Like, look, look at this team. Every game they win. And there's so many teams who are doing this. Um, Cleveland, who we'll get to in a second. The Raiders. So many of these teams where they, they grind it out. And it's like, well, I guess they won. That was pretty ugly. There's a few teams winning ugly. Um, now, with, with the Raiders and with the Browns, you can excuse them because of the quarterback situation. This is Denver's guy. We're going to do quarterback situations later this week. This is Denver's dude for a while. And I don't know what like, where this improvement is coming from. I don't know how they're winning these games. Like, Cortland Sutton makes an amazing catch in the end zone every single week, so that's nice to basically be able to start 7 nothing that they're doing that. I just don't know how they continue. <laughs> it's the, the the Breaking Bad meme. I don't know how they get away with this. But I don't know how they're getting away with this. They're not a good football team, and they are on the cusp of a playoff spot in the most competitive conference this sport has seen in a really long time. What the fuck, man? Uh, tough one for Minnesota. That really, that really stings. Uh, the Bills offense gets back on track against a really good Jets D. I, I have discounted a number of wins for Buffalo this season. This isn't one where it's like, okay, back come the Bills. We're putting them in our top five in the power rankings. This ain't that, but th this is certainly a strong performance from the Buffalo Bills that makes you feel like, okay, at least we know they can do that still against a good defense. Because this Jets defense is a good defense. And so... Um, a defense that kind of befuddled them in week one on Monday Night Football, that this this team did a really good job of not letting that happen again here. Um, 
on the Jets side, this felt like the breaking point. Like this felt like they're done now. Um, they are making the change at quarterback. I think it's Boyle coming in um, with what's his name? I wanted to call him Sanheim. That's definitely not his name. It'll come to me. It doesn't matter. Um, but with that dude as the backup, and then Wilson is the number three. Like th- th- this felt like okay, the season's over now. Like th- this is done. You're you're not you're not coming back from this. Don't rush Aaron Rodgers back to to do this. Let him actually recover from an Achilles injury and let him play next season. Like let, I know he wants to come back so we can have that smug know-it-all look on, on the Pat McAfee show. Like, see, I told you modern medicine ain't shit. Go keep checking your fucking pieces of shit. Like he wants to, he wants to be able to be that guy. It makes literally no sense for this team to keep running him out there. Um, like they're, they're done. They're just done. Uh, Zach Wilson's basically cooked, but he's, he's done. Browns, Steelers, boy, that game was stuck in the mud all game. A real ugly one. I I talked to Charles Davis about this earlier today. I was like, you watch these offenses, and I don't know how they win games. And you watch these defenses, and I don't know how they lose games. (laughs) Both these defenses are really good, and it's the hallmark of the AFC North, right? But um, I don't understand what they're doing. I don't understand how it's got to this point. But um, the Browns are half a game out of first place in the AFC North. But it's just ugly, man. And it's, it's all set up for Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens to come out and dominate this division. They they have a, a legitimate shot at the one seed. This is a, a great, great time, I think, for the Baltimore Ravens um, in this division to really step up and put a, a stamp on things. Um, yeah, it just feels like it's opened up for them. I am going to continue to bang the drum on the Detroit Lions. I get they got this win, and now I'm definitely just being a hater, but this is not a championship-level defense. Yes, Justin Fields balled out. Congratulations. You're going to be facing better offenses than this in the playoffs, right? Like, if this team is going to get to the Super Bowl, they're going to have to get through one or more of Philadelphia. Who, like, look at the teams who can throw on them. Let, let's do it that way. Philadelphia would eat this defense alive. 49ers, ditto. I... Dallas definitely could, right? Like, I was going to go through division winners. They're going to be one of them. Um, the teams in the South. like I, But look, Tampa Bay might be able to put up some numbers on them, right? Um, New Orleans, probably not. Um, Atlanta, definitely not. But Dallas would absolutely eat these guys alive. So, like, I, I just, I don't know. Unless they get the cakiest walk to the championship game, uh, to the championship game and the Super Bowl, I just don't see this defense being able to hang. Um, and you saw glimpses of bad Jared Goff, and then he turned back into good Jared Goff real quick. I just am not there with this defense this year. Great things are building in Detroit. It's so much fun. But they go up against upper-tier offenses, and they are going to get shredded. Shredded. Um... The LA Chargers with a real bad loss against the Green Bay Packers. I don't know how Staley has a job right now. And it feels gross to call for people's jobs, but uh, people did it for me, and then I got fired. So um, I'm not saying that's the reason why I got fired, but it's just like, I I feel like I have had my job questioned before publicly, so I get to do it to other people now. That's that's the trade-off here. Um, it's just bad. Like, it's, it's a waste of this talent. That That is, I, I said it on the preview, that there is no way this Chargers team should lose to Green Bay. But they did. And there were some execution issues, right? Like, it's not all on the coaching. I think we do need to take a little bit of that off. And, um, like, it, it is a big excuse for these guys to have, but it's not all Staley's fault. It's a big part of Staley's fault. Like, there is no question he is not maximizing this group at all. But, um, they, they, 
they are having equal parts in in this as well. Like with the drop by Johnson, Keenan Allen, I get the sun was in his eyes. Uh, that ball hit you in the chest, my dude. You got to be making that catch. So it, it was poor execution, poor coaching all the way around. An awful loss for the Chargers and what feels like another wasted season for them. And just quickly, uh, the Titans are done. They're, they're cooked, done, finished, awful dreadful um and now jags texans is for the division lead next week that's going to be a whole lot of fun all right we are going to stop it there thank you all so much for tuning in today like i said it is going to be a busy week on the show coming up tomorrow fantasy football look gonna do the waiver wire uh gonna do the bad the, the stupid good fantasy uh football team and uh gonna go into baseball most important offseason for the top five teams who are facing the biggest offseason this year teams um on the hot seat basically for the MLB offseason. We're going to get into that. We're going to do things a little differently this week because we have the games um, early Thursday morning. So we're going to do power rankings on Wednesday show. NFL power rankings are going to be on Wednesday show. Also on Wednesday, we're going to do Texas Rangers. How were they built? Uh, we're going to do that one there. Thursday, we're going to look at the quarterbacks across the NFL. Um, each quarterback situation, who who's committed to their guy, who's not commu uh, committed to their guy, and who's going to be available next year. We're also going to do an accountability episode for Major League Baseball there. And then Friday, it is a Fights in Football Friday. I will admit, I'm a bit behind on my wrestling, so I don't know if I will be able to do a uh, Survivor Series preview for y'all the way I want to do it. Um, so if, if we do not get to a Survivor Series preview, we are going to look at the legacy of Frankie Edgar for the fight portion of Fights in Football Friday. And of course, we're going to preview all the games. There's a good Friday game for the NFL. Um, we're going to look into that, and we're going to look at the full slate of games on Sunday. So it should be a whole lot of fun. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Again, like this video, subscribe to the channel, um, tell your friends about it, share this video. All those sorts of things really do help. Um, if you want more of me, uh, oh, also, if you're listening in podcast form, uh, leave a rating and subscribe. Um, if you want more of me, I'm on Sportsnet 960 The Fan for the rest of the week. Um, Monday, which was today, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Sportsnet 960, and then it's all available in podcast form once it's all done. Uh, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKline, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email this show, Diary at yahoo.com. I have a blast chatting with all with y'all. Let's do it again tomorrow here on Couch Potato Diary. Thank you all so much for tuning in today.